hands up, you're out of luck And your back's up against the wall From Tunisia to Washington The people are calling no You're casting guns, you're cutting thugs Your lies on the TV None of that can save you now As your reign is swept away Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Get up, get up, your voices are needed Become, become the pulse of the revolution In the ranks of the masses rising Greetings, everybody. This is a Call to Actions radio. Today is a, a very special day. Uh, my name is Bobby Vaughn Jr., and with me, as usual, is Kimberly Schultz. And I want to thank Kimberly for founding a Call to Actions, just in case anyone didn't know that. Anyways, uh, this is a pre record for our podcast, and it'll also be on cosmicreality.com internet radio station on Tuesday, 5 to 6 Eastern Time. And today is, we like to balance things balance things out with, uh, people know that we focus on science and technology ethics and fringe science and all the ethics that go along with, with all of that stuff. But a good way to balance it is being reminded of God's medicine, the medicine that God gave us as opposed to the technological infiltration and chemical infiltration of what was at one point and still is, although, God's planet. And today, as our guest today, we have the world-famous Dr. Chip. His full name is Marlboro Spencer Nichols, though... Uh, he's known as Dr. Chip, as a chip off the old block. And Dr. Chip, would you like to introduce our audience to what you've been a part of and why did you get into natural medicine and health? Well, I was blessed with a wonderful Christian mother who was a brilliant lady and an entrepreneur and a scientist. And she was one of those who graduated from high school at 15 and graduated from college at 18 and got a degree in teaching and went into teaching and was bored with that. Not that the teaching was, but she just wanted to expand into other things that allowed her to grow her scientific and entrepreneurial um, uh, gifts. And so she uh, went ahead and furthered her education um, as a scientist, and uh, she became a holistic naturopathic physician and started... Uh, doing uh, work in the natural um, health field uh, regarding uh, and foods and, and uh, uh, what supplements there were at that time, which were natural uh, herbs and, and a very limited amount of supplements. And um, She was hired by a uh, uh, company in New York, a big pharmaceutical company, um, who's uh, no longer around, but they put her in charge of their um, office in Manhattan, and she was do they were doing research on flaxseed oil, and that was not a pro product that was out on the market at that time, but they were doing research on it in their veterinary division on improving uh, reproduction and health um, in large animals for large animal practices. And 
what's really interesting is she she went ahead and did a lot of research and and was responsible in this country for flaxseed oil becoming a, a nutritional product that's used in both uh, human and animal uh, nutrition today. And um, it, what's it, it, God works in such fabulous, wonderful ways that. Um, there's a woman from Germany named uh, Dr. Joanna Budwig, who was born on the same day as my mother, September 30th, 1908. And she was doing the exact same thing in Germany with flaxseed oil, developing it over there at the same time as my mother was um, here in this country. And after my mother, um, her entrepreneurial tendencies came into play, and she decided that, you know, she was really... Um, uh, pleased and, and 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 excited about being in the the natural foods and health field, but she didn't want to limit it just to animals. She wanted it to be the two-legged animals as well as the four-legged animals. So um, she moved back from Manhattan to Cincinnati, which, as I mentioned to you earlier, is a city that our family had founded back pre-revolutionary war, and started the Cincinnati Vitamin Company in 1940. And she started developing her own formulas and products and made contact with all the um, uh, encapsulators and tablet manufacturers. And she, got to, to, she had gotten to know all of the people, uh, the most reputable, highest level of people around the country to produce nutritional supplement products of any type. And she started formulating them and having them made up especially. And then with her Cincinnati Vitamin Company, she had... Um, her own label, Sinvico, uh, Cincinnati Vitamin Company, and this whole line of products that she developed. Um, and um, Joanna Budwig developed a cancer cure with flaxseed oil um, and, and was also doing tremendous research uh, in Germany at the same time. And it's interesting how their two lives paralleled one another, even though they didn't know one another, but what they were doing um, were, you know, were, were both wonderful things for, for what, you know, for health and wellness and for the nutrition field going on forward. And um, so uh, my mother pursued that and was very successful at that and got to be good friends with uh, the top uh, encapsulators and uh, producers of uh, tablets, capsules. In those days, there was one level of... Uh, uh, of a manufacturing pharmaceutical chemist, and they made both pharmaceutical drugs and nutritional supplements, whatever it, uh, was going into a so-called pill, you know, capsule or tablet. And she got to know these top people, and uh, they respected her as the leading person in the nutrition field. And uh, she had products that she was selling throughout this country and um, selling to Canada by way of Detroit. She had some big customers up there, and then they sold them over into Canada. And uh, there were two brothers uh, named Wilfred and Evan Shute who wrote a book way back in, gee, I don't know whether it's the 50s or the 60s, called Vitamin E, Key to a Healthy Heart. And they were using her products and um, and and became friends. And uh, long story kind of jumping forward, when I was in business out here in Orange County and had my uh, big uh, natural foods store in Anaheim and, and my big natural foods restaurant there, which I started in 1970. Um, all these people like the Shute Brothers and uh, uh, Ezra Levin, who started the Biobin Corporation for, out of Chicago, and, 
they all knew us and when they would it was funny because um, they were all good guys and when they would want to uh, have a meeting with me and uh, talk about things and they'd say tell me they were going to be on the west coast and they said and we want to have our meeting in your restaurant and have lunch with you there and have our meeting there so it was great and I got to meet and know all these guys that my mother had uh, known and worked with and so uh, we started in business out here. Uh, she decided that to uh, leave uh, Cincinnati, and and we um, came out here to uh, the West Coast. And uh, I uh, was at high school age and went to Hollywood High and UCLA, and uh, started in business in the Hollywood area. And we put our first seventeen locations in Hollywood, Beverly Hills, and West Los Angeles uh, with nutritional supplements and you know, in this field. And so uh, that was kind of how we got from, uh, you know, the beginning. It's it's a long uh, answer to a question, but you asked how I got started in this. And I grew up in the field, and it was always really, really interesting to me. It was the most interesting thing in the world to me, both from the scientific standpoint and the health and fitness standpoint. I was always an athlete. And, um, and when you're an athlete and you compete at the highest level, you want to be healthy and fit and strong. And, of course, proper diet and nutrition goes right along with that. So that worked hand-in-hand hand with everything I was interested in. Um, I competed in gymnastics from the time I was 10 all the way through UCLA. And and uh, I was fortunate enough to be a first-team all-city center fielder in baseball. And so, you know, I was, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying that, you know, when you're full of nutrition and health and you're practicing wellness and eating right and taking care of yourself and developing strength and fitness, you're, you're able to do things. It's like, Kimberly, it's like you're a great runner. You run all the time. Well, you take care of yourself and you eat properly and you, you, your body has the right nutrition. You couldn't be doing these, these physical things to the extent that you are if you weren't in, in good condition and didn't take care of yourself. And, um... So anyway, uh, down through the years, um, we uh, expanded our uh, uh, our field in our field, and and um, I discovered Newport Beach, and um, that was just another thing that God led me to. I had a friend that told me that uh, it was over Easter vacation. We used to call it Easter vacation back in those days, as opposed to spring break, which is what they call it now. And he said. Um, uh, I know a bunch of girls that are renting a house on Balboa Peninsula over Easter vacation, and we've been invited to come down and, you know, go to the beach and have a barbecue, and you want to come? And I said, yeah, I don't know, you know, I mean, I know where it is, but I'm not real familiar with that area. Why not? So um, he invited me, and uh, we came down here to Orange County and Balboa and Newport Beach, and I fell in love with it, and I said, okay, that's it. I'm out of Hollywood in that area. I'm going to sell out my um, you know, my holdings uh, in that area and, and establish my headquarters down in Orange County, which I did, and moved down um, here to Orange County and, and ended up putting in, uh, like I said, I've had 40 locations, so I ended up putting locations all over Orange County um, and also... Um, uh, some in Arizona, and that's another story that's kind of interesting how that started. But anyway, uh, we've been in the field a long time, and uh, having been an athlete, I uh, always attracted, uh, and again, I didn't, I don't know how I attracted them, but you know, you talk to one person and you put them on a program and it's successful, and then they tell other people, then they tell other people, and it's word of mouth, and 
and the word got out around to the Dodgers and I had always been like I say a baseball player and a baseball fan and so I uh, became uh, very good friends with Joe Lasorda who was uh, is Tommy Lasorda's wife she's one of the dearest most great wonderful blessed ladies on the planet and ever and Tommy Lasorda who was the manager of the Dodgers for years and is so associated with them is such a fortunate blessed man to have Joe as his wife and she was very health-minded and so she became my patient and, and and shopped in my stores and bought all of her stuff for me and she was always putting uh, their young players that were coming up wanting me to tell her what to do to put them on programs to help them out if they either had an injury or just help them perform better or be healthier and um, so in the early 70s I ended up working with through Joe, Joe Lasorda, through her with quite a number of the young Dodgers who came up and, and made that team up through the 70s and they were quite successful and they were great guys and I ended up being like their personal trainer and what was funny was the term personal trainer hadn't even been invented back then. Uh, it was just a matter of uh, you know, giving them nutritional programs and showing them how to work out and how to get in condition and you know it all goes together and it was fun for me and, uh, and uh, so it was a joy for me and then I've always continued to work with athletes from the professional level right on uh, through the weekend warriors to elderly people to young people to of every age and every condition because um, it, who, whoever you are, uh, male, female, young, old, uh, it exercise in, in working out to a, a certain extent that works well for your body and is good for you is very healthy and it's part of a good overall health and fitness and wellness program. So I've always done that and um, that's one of the reasons my uh, uh, email address is fitdoc1, F-I-T-D-O-C, because I was always also known as the fitness doctor. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I just did every aspect along the way. I put in, I'm a chef also. My mother was always the best cook that I ever knew. And I put in, uh, started four natural foods restaurants with the first one back in 1970. And like I mentioned earlier, that was in Anaheim and people that we were in, uh, associated with through the business world whenever they would come to the West Coast would always want to uh, meet me there for lunch and we'd have our meetings there and it, it uh, God blessed us with that because it proved to be a very uh, excellent, delicious and nutritious, you know, successful restaurant venture and then I continued on with that uh, in, in other locations as well. And um, so anyway, um, I've been in every aspect and every uh, well, pretty much every aspect, uh, you know, from uh, having my own nutritional supplement company and formulating my own products and buying my own raw materials and having everything made absolutely perfectly and the best and the highest quality to having my own packaging lab and um, packaging everything perfectly. And like I always say, I was Trader Joe before Trader Joe was Trader Joe because I opened my first store in 1962 and good old Trader Joe who's everybody's favorite including mine these days for a place a market to go to he opened his first place in 1967 so when I go in my local Trader Joe's here it's it's like you know they they always treat me like okay well you were you preceded you know our Trader Joe by five years and they and it's it's fun and they love to see Romeo come in there with me and and um, they all make over him so much and 
anyway, it's it, I, I, I believe in you know making life enjoyable and fun and and um, being happy with people and and just doing everything I can uh, in the health and nutrition world uh, uh, to you know God makes everything perfect. He wouldn't make our bodies anyway except perfect. And the temple that the Holy Spirit needs to live in and needs to be maintained in perfect condition. And uh, all one has to do is look out uh, in every direction and see the miserable condition that people are in with obesity and all kinds of uh, uh, sicknesses and diseases. They're calling them diseases because once they give them a name, they can uh, prescribe drugs for them. And Big Pharma and Big Med love that because they get to ring up the cash register a lot on those. And there are conditions that um, don't need to be there. Uh, but, you know, people uh, uh, abuse their themselves, their body, um, terribly with uh, what goes in their mouth. And um, they don't know any better. They, they hear the commercials on TV, read the ads, um, do what everybody else does. And, you know, they eat the commercial food, which is about, well, mostly, probably 90% chemicals and not real food and I've always said you know the best diet is to eat natural foods the closest to the way God made them and fresh and organic and uh, you know unpolluted and and uh, be mindful of one's diet and and that's the way I ran my restaurants and the food was delicious and that's the way I prepare my food and and that's the way people are are uh, coming back around to learning that if they eat that way today um, you know, the, I mentioned this to you yesterday, Bobby, when we were talking. I said, a lot of people don't realize this, but the human body is a complex chemical factory. And they don't associate the word factory with the human body. But when you stop and think about it, our body is making millions, billions of new cells constantly, just as we're speaking right now, constantly. And one can only make new anything, whether you're building a house or, you know, whether you're a factory and you're building cars or you're building parts for anything or in the case of your body, building new cells, one can only make new product out of the materials with which it's provided. And if those are high quality materials, then the end product is going to end up in a high quality state. And if those are uh, crummy second-rate, third-rate, fourth-rate, no-good materials, well, your end product, uh, again, whether it's a house, a car, a part, or your body, isn't going to end up being very good and very sound and strong. And um, so that's what I've always uh, uh, stood by. People have asked me for many, many, many decades. I've been in this field for, you know, six decades, and people have always said, well, what constitutes a healthy diet. And I said, well, if you have to, you know, many, many things, we could go on for hours and days, and we probably will. But if you boil it down to its bare essence, it's a combination of variety and balance. And, um, uh, and plus, the caveat over all of it is eating everything the closest to the way God made it. And because the more man gets his grubby paws on the foods or in the laboratories and the chemicals, uh, the more he screws it up and creates things that are not, it's not food, it's, it's fake food, and it's, it's, um, it's not uh, a healthy building block that the body can, can uh, use to build with. And when I say variety and balance, 
Well, if you look at the human body and you start with the hair on the top of your head and you go down your eyeballs and your skin and your teeth and, you know, your muscles and your frame and your ligaments and joints and tendons and heart and liver, etc., etc., uh, and go throughout your whole body, these are all different types of organs and different tissues. So they're, 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 they require different nutrients, different building blocks uh, in their constant maintenance and reconstruction and they're being rebuilt all the time. So there has to be a variety. Uh, if one gets hooked just on one kind of food, even if it's a healthy natural food, the, that particular food source is only, only contains a certain group of nutrients, so it's only able to supply to the body that group of nutrients, be they vitamins, minerals, amino acids, whatever, uh, and so the body is still lacking and deficient in other nutrients. So variety uh, is very important to be conscientious about the variety of, that a person is consuming uh, in their diet uh, to be providing uh, some of all of the different nutrients to feed all of the different parts of our body. And, and um, then balance, uh, variety and balance, well... Again, it's just common sense. You want to balance it out. You don't want to say, well, I'm having a variety here, but I'm eating 95% of all of this and only 5% of that. You know, you know look at the human body, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's a very complex uh, organism, and it requires a, a complex variety uh, and balance of different nutrients to feed and nourish uh, every cell and um, every part of the body. So that's what it really comes down to. And so, like I say, I've been asked that question for about six decades, and I always say, well, but, you know, to, to summarize it and keep it simple, um, what constitutes a, a, a good diet and a healthy diet is variety, ba balance, and, and uh, eating everything the closest to the way God made it. And um, that holds true for all of us. When did you start to see pharmaceuticals or drugs, uh, synthetic chemicals, with which the pharmaceutical companies intended on the human society to ingest? I guess, you know, breaking that down to a real simple question is, when were drugs first introduced to society rather, rather oh. than natural medicine? Long time ago. I mean, long time ago. I, I don't think any of us could put an exact date on it because people have been, people, so-called scientists and people in the uh, in the uh, medical uh, big med, big pharma field have been attempting to make what they call patent medicines because that way they could charge money for them because they own the formula. And they, they've been attempting to make drugs in this country and in other countries around the world for, I I'm, honestly, I couldn't answer that, you know, a long, long, long time. And, um, but I do know, and I, again, I mentioned this to you yesterday, Bobby, I think this is very interesting. It's sad, but it's interesting. Um, and it shows you the power that Big Pharma and Big uh, Med have is, I don't know which decade it was, but I'm going to say maybe the 50s or 60s up that far, maybe even into the 70s, um, drugs, as you're calling them chemical pharmaceutical drugs, were not allowed to be advertised on radio and TV. Now, every other TV commercial you see is for a drug. And um, 
the drugs are, uh, once at the end of the commercial, they read off real fast the side effects of the drugs. And if anybody actually listened to those, um, I knew a guy once, uh, I was invited to speak at a, at a, a health and nutrition conference at a church up in the L.A. area. And I got a kick out of the guy who was putting it on and presenting it because he said, before we get on with this, you know, we're going to talk about healthy foods and doing things naturally and avoiding the drugs. But he said, I, mean, I put together a little video um, that I want everybody to see. And what he had done was he had recorded the last however many seconds it is off of every commercial where they recite off all the side effects of you know, uh, all the ways that these, that particular drug that the commercial is for is uh, the side effects and, uh, you know, what they're going to do to either make you sick or kill you or whatever and all of the above. And it was just incredible to hear all of that uh, from all of those drugs. But it's true, and that's what they do. And um, most people, when they're put on the drugs, uh, the the drugs are not intended to cure anything. They're only intended to uh, treat a symptom, and because if the allopathic doctors that are prescribing the drugs gave you something to cure you, you wouldn't have to go back. So they wouldn't get to keep cha-ching, 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 ringing the cash register and have you as a regular customer. So they prescribed these drugs, and unfortunately, these chemical drugs, um, some of them treat a symptom, some of them don't. Some of them make the symptom worse. Most all of them cause other symptoms and problems for which they then get to uh, prescribe more drugs. So people end up with, you know, 10, 12, 14 bottles of drugs in their medicine cabinet, and most of them are to counteract the side effects and the negative effects of the other drugs that they're taking. And their original problem that they went in for uh, never gets touched and cured. Um, the way I look at things as a naturopathic physician and a holistic physician is to work on the whole body and treat the body, and the body will heal itself if one eliminates the poisons and negatives and chemicals that one is putting into themselves and then nourishes the body itself. God made our body to be able to heal itself and to be well and to stay well and stay strong if it has the building blocks and the materials with which to work and if we don't spend all day every day poisoning it and and ruining it and doing everything we can do to kill it off. So the it's it's amazing how when a person gets on a real good natural nutritional program and they're eating healthfully and um, having the right variety and balance and uh, and consuming um, uh, the right nutritional supplements which can include vitamins, minerals, herbs, um, a, a, a variety of, of plant-type uh, based uh foods that have been around for thousands of years. Uh, many of them are called adaptogens, and they help our body handle stress and, uh, and uh, perform under, uh, give us energy and strength. And, and um, uh, if, if a person is, is com na completely naturally uh, nourishing their body in that way, uh, what happens is these so-called diseases uh, uh, and sicknesses um, that are rampant today that that are everybody seems to have uh, they don't need to be there anymore and they go away and it's not that getting on the uh, healthy eating regimen and and watching their diet and getting the proper exercise and taking care of themselves it's not that those things are curing those 
diseases, um, it's that they're allowing the body to function in a proper and strong way, and the body doesn't want to have those diseases and sicknesses, so they they just don't need to be there anymore, and they go away because uh, you know there's no need for it, and uh, so that's that's the 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 uh, quick summation of what a a natural holistic uh, nutritional program uh, how that works um, is to, to find out know the cause and and the cause is you know imbalances and malnutrition in certain areas of the body and overcome those uh, causes with proper nutrition and uh, and exercise and sleep and caring for oneself um, and then the, all those uh, diseases of which we can all name off you know, six or eight or ten of them that are so common today uh, and that are bringing in billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars into big pharma and big med and they love it, um, they can just not need to be there anymore and they go away. So uh, yeah, thank that's you. a long way to answer your question. Well, I, but Thank you for all those seen, details. Thank you thank well, you so much for all those details. Kimberly's got yeah. something. I, I just wanted to mention... Um, I, back a couple of years ago, found out about functional medicine, which um, I think is a lot of the medical doctors. In fact, the medical doctor I went to, the reason why she shifted into functional medicine is because she had breast cancer twice, and standard medical doctors couldn't give her reasons why. Uh, it turned out when she did... Um, testing, she found out she had a genetic issue where her body does not either make or make enough glutathione. Turns out that I had the exact same genetic issue that she did, and I had overcome um, health issues by good, proper nutrition and exercise. But what I'd also found out, she did a very um, thorough questionnaire. We spent Bobby was there with me. We spent time asking what tests we wanted to run. And I just, being, you know, vegan, we wanted to make sure that we were getting the proper nutrition and, you know, just checking in with the body and seeing, I mean, I felt good. I didn't have any issues, but I really wanted to, de you know, I, I have a passion for health, as do you. And I always, I, I love it. I love the scientific side of it. I love the, the you know, the results of just having proper nutrition. But one thing I found out that is an issue is absorption. So people can be taking in good things and they're not absorbing it properly. She said, I was not absorbing properly. I was not digesting properly. And I'm thinking, I'm healthy. Like, what am I doing wrong? She, at that point, suggested digestive enzymes before meals so that we were properly breaking the food down and absorbing it. And another thing that a lot of people don't do is chew their food long enough <laughs> to break it down to actually absorb it into the body. It's more like, you know, chew, chew, swallow, chew, chew, swallow. I think we need to chew like at least like maybe 18, 20 chews before we actually get the saliva to help break it down. Do you want to kind of add anything to that piece? Yeah, that's very and some interesting things you brought up. First, let me talk about genetics. Um, not very many of these problems that people have are genetic, but it's a good excuse. And it's an easy cop-out for people to say, well, you have that because it's genetic. And we have found um, over the decades that a lot of things that are just blamed on genetic are just 
all of the other things that I was mentioning earlier, improper diet, improper caring for oneself, and they don't know, they don't have an answer. They, meaning allopathic medicine and the, and the drug field, they don't have an answer. So they say, well, that's genetic. Gee whiz, it's genetic. You've got it. And um, um, that um, certainly um, isn't the case in most cases. And functional medicine is pretty much what I was describing before. It's how your body functions. And and your body takes in materials and it uh, building blocks and it it, uh, it it puts them to work uh, to make new cells and new tissues and new organs and um, new and new systems. It just it, it, the way that it improves the way the body function and that's just another term they're using for functional medicine and and that's good. Um, digestive enzymes are something that I owe way back to learning from my mother. Um, she was one of the aces in the whole world on digestive enzymes. Um, and it's certainly true what you said. Um, uh, there's an old saying, you are what you eat. And I've always countered that and said, no, you're not. You are what you eat and digest and absorb. And that could be for the good or the bad. But just putting it in your mouth and going chomp, chomp, swallow, wash it down with water, that's not eating, that's not digesting, that's not absorbing. And if you look at most people, they're sitting there, uh, not that drinking water isn't good because it is, it, but we need to drink pure water, not tap water. That's another case we can talk about further. Um, and, and I know you know about that, Kimberly, because you and I have discussed that situation. But anyway, um, oh yeah, I've, I can't tell you how many people I'll, I'll observe, uh, whether they're eating with me or just around me, and it's like they shove a big chunk of food in their mouth, chop, chop, uh, chomp, chomp, swallow, wash down with water. Well, that's not the way the body was designed. God gave us teeth for a purpose, and that's to chew the food. And whether we count the times we chew or not, we should chew, them, chew that food into a, a, a totally pulverized mush. And the saliva contains digestive enzymes. They start right there in, in, in the mouth. And... The food starts digesting there. Uh, the simplest test anyone can do with that is if they were to uh, chomp chomp on a few pieces of, uh, of like white bread, which I don't suggest, but just as, as a part of the experiment a few times and it's in their mouth, the uh, enzymes in the saliva will start to break it down and release the sugars and it all of a sudden this bread that didn't have sugar on it will start to taste sweet. So, yes, uh, getting back to how a person eats is very, very important. And what I've always suggested is that people put their fork down between bites rather than just keep cramming in one bite on top of another and then a couple of chews and wash it down and to chew it thoroughly until it's completely into a mush. Because as when swallows it and it goes down the esophagus into the stomach, it hits an acid medium in the stomach with the dilute hydrochloric acid, which is critically important and that's another reason for so many diseases and sicknesses today are all the antacids that um, since for the last 50 years that the pharmaceutical and drug companies have prescribed and put people on uh, for so-called ind acid indigestion it's not that at all it's your body has to have acid for the for the pepsin in the stomach which is uh, an enzyme to break down the protein and it has to be in an acid medium and there are no teeth in the stomach, so if you chomp, chomp once or twice and swallow a bunch of whatever it is, it could be, you know, meat, grain, vegetable, whatever, 
um, there, the, the, the stomach doesn't have the physical capability that the mouth has to break it down uh, as the mouth does in chewing. So the food chunk that got down in there into the stomach only gets partially uh, broken down or, or tapped into. And then as it passes from the stomach into the small intestine, the duodenum is the first about 14 inches of the small intestine, and that's an alkaline medium, and that, that converts the acid medium coming out of the stomach into an alkaline medium so that the digestive enzymes that the body makes and secretes into the small intestine can work in an alkaline medium. And anybody who's taken any uh, chemistry classes in school learns that certain experiments and certain things are done in the beaker or the container that you're doing it in, in an acid medium, and you adjust the acidity from acid to neutral to base, which is alkalinity, uh, for the uh, for the experiment and the the solution and whatever you're attempting to do for it to happen, it has to be done in the proper acid alkaline medium. So yes, people are are ruining themselves even further by their poor. Um, uh, Eating habits and and um, the the uh, uh, the doctor that you went to that suggested digestive enzymes uh, that was very good. They don't have to be taken before a meal. They can be taken before, during, after. It depends, and there should be a variety of enzymes, such as the pancreatic enzymes that are going to work um, in the pancreas, then the the hydrochloric acid and pepsin, and the the ones that are going to work in the stomach. Uh, there are a couple of companies out there that have good um, multi-enzyme products uh, and um, formulas, and, and my mother started developing those, and then I developed those, and we developed those, and, and, and I like to think had the best enzymes and uh, digestive system products on the market, including the lipotropic factors for which feed the liver, and the liver is so important. Um, I've always said, you know, you take care of your liver, your liver will take care of you. And in a lot of ways, it's the most critically important organ in the body, and, and people abuse it constantly uh, with uh, their eating habits and their drinking habits. And, and the liver's job is to do a lot of purification as well as digestion. It's a hard-working organ, and we need to take care of it. And so when a person takes with their meal a combination of the right digestive enzymes um, to facilitate the complete digestion uh, and, and absorption. Uh, well, the, the complete digestion will lead to the complete absorption of the nutrients that are going to work in the stomach, the duodenum, and the small intestine. Then a person can really start getting on the road to being healthy because they're getting the the nutrition out of their food. And it's like I said earlier, the old saying, you are what you eat. And I've always countered that and said, no, 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 wait, stop, back up. You are what you eat, digest, and assimilate. Well, obviously, one needs to have the right digestive enzymes and use the right eating methods, such as, and you mentioned, Kimberly, the chewing properly. And, and you know, in order to to accomplish the right digestion and absorption. And water is good, but a person doesn't need to be swilling down glass after glass of glass after glass of water during a meal because that's diluting the digestive enzymes. And if you dilute a solution, a chemical solution, which is what digestive enzymes are, then it can't be working as well. So um, it's, it's important to be able to have water 
with your meal. Drink a little bit if you want to. Uh, I always put lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, organic lemon juice in my water. Um, and um, and it, it's important to have that, that liquid, but not to just um, use it as a, a means with which to wash down these hunks of food, which that's going to uh, uh, prohibit digestion and assimilation, and that's going to lead to uh, all the aches and pains and poor health and diseases, et cetera, et cetera, on and on and on, and a lot of the problems. So uh, it's so critical what goes in our mouth and how we handle that. Uh, the quality of the food, the variety of the food, the way we chew it, swallow it, the way we digest it, um, that's the, the foundation for health. And, and, and when I work with patients, and this has been going on for six decades, and it's true, um, the foundation for health, it all begins in your gastrointestinal tract, uh, which is also, by the way, a f strong foundation for one's immune system. And if the gastrointestinal tract is strong and working well and, and, uh, and uh, has all of the, uh, the very important uh, uh, lactobacillus and, and other um, uh, probiotics that uh, the word probiotic has become common these days, but a lot of people don't really understand the complexity of how many there are and where they are and what part of the gastrointestinal tract they're in. But as long as one has those in the digestive enzymes, the core and the foundation for one's overall health and longevity, anti-aging, strength, athletic ability, brain power, everything, it all has its roots in the gastrointestinal tract. And so um, I've always felt that working in the beginning, starting with a person's gastrointestinal tract and getting that working properly is the key and the foundation to getting everything else done and, and getting everything else to work well. And when a person does that, it's amazing. If a person ignores their gastrointestinal tract and all those things that we've just mentioned, they can be doing all sorts of other things that are allegedly good for them. They won't be getting the results they need because they're ignoring their gastrointestinal tract, which, ha which has to be working right. Fascinating. This is all fascinating. Uh, it's kind of shift gears into, I think, what most people's, some of, uh, some people's questions would definitely, definitely be, what would you consider some possible remedies or uh, helpers to certain issues? Say, if an individual comes into your office with uh, liver issues or a badly functioning liver, or someone comes in to your office. And, and by the way, Bobby, let me just interject. That's pretty much everybody. Go yeah. ahead now with, with the, yeah. what you're saying. Yes, yes. And, you know, we talked about the gastrointestinal intestinal system, you know, with the, uh, with the digestive enzymes and probiotics. What would you suggest for an individual that has an unhealthy liver? Well, that's a, that's a, it's something I deal with 100% uh, of the time. One must do that because, as I also said earlier, uh, another one of my old sayings, and when you're old, you can have old sayings in there. They stick around and they become old sayings because they're true, and that is if you take care of your liver, your liver will take care of you, and that's um, it couldn't be more important. Um, it's as with all aspects, all different parts of the body, but let's concentrate on the liver for a minute. There are certain nutritional elements, certain vitamins, 
certain nutrients, um, vitamins and amino acids that the liver needs as building blocks because it's working constantly. It's, it's the hardest working organ. It's just working constantly and being abused constantly. So it has to be rebuilding constantly and it has to have the right materials with which to do that. So there's a combination of vitamins and amino acids that one can take to, to as building blocks to uh, build and rebuild their liver. Now, that being said, there are also a combination of very valuable herbs that clean off the liver and detoxify the liver. And because the liver is doing uh, blood purification constantly, and it's, it's part of its job in addition to working uh, in the gastrointestinal tract is to purify the system, it becomes very toxic. And so there are very important herbs that a person can take um, in uh, capsule form or liquid form. Personally, I take them in liquid drop form. I just find it to be, there. first of all, they're available that way, and it's very easy, and and um, they clean off the liver. And and um, I've heard over, you know, decades of people say, well, I'm taking this herb and that herb for the liver, but they're not taking any of the nutrients to rebuild their liver. Uh, and strengthen their liver, or vice versa. They're taking the the nutrients that build a strong liver, but not the herbs that clean off the liver. One needs to do both. Uh, it's like with your car. You need to get it washed and keep it clean and shiny so it looks nice, but also you need to change the oil and the spark plugs and make sure all the parts are sound and, and uh, you know, in good shape and running well. And You, you have to do both. So, uh, yes, the liver... Uh, uh, and, and again, getting back to what you first said, if somebody comes in and they have a liver problem, that's pretty much everybody. You can just say not if, but everyone who comes in is going to have issues with their liver and is going to need attention to their liver. And um, if they do, by consuming the, uh, as, as, just as a friendly, easy term, we've always called the combination of vitamins uh, that work on the liver, lipotropic factors, comes from the lipids because the liver is very important in, in making the enzymes to break down fats in the body and break down fats as we consume them. Um, so we've, we've referred to um, the nutrients that feed the liver as lipotropic factors. Um, and they do more than that. And there, there are uh, additional amino acids and things that are important. But um, feeding the liver and strengthening the liver and then keeping it cleaned off so it doesn't become toxic um, is very important. You know... Um, it's it's pretty common knowledge that a, a person who drinks a lot of booze, uh, whether they're full-on alcoholic or not, but if they're just a big boozer, could be beer, wine, hard stuff, whatever, um, they get a toxic liver and they can get cirrhosis of the liver. And that's, you know, one of the ways that people are committing suicide by what they're putting in their mouth and killing themselves off easy as pie. However, that being said, uh, starting as children, people can develop cirrhosis of the liver and be doing just as much damage to their liver with sugar and all the sugar that's in a person's diet today and all of the um, empty carbohydrates and the breads and the pastries that as soon as you eat them, they convert to sugar in the blood because what happens is alcohol converts immediately to sugar in the blood. So the same result, when the liver gets hit with it, it doesn't uh, know whether it came from a bottle of scotch uh, or a crispy cream donut. It's sugar when it hits there. And uh, uh, high fructose corn syrup and all of these other um, sugar sources that are everywhere and, and on top, you know, just on top of each other, on top of each other, totally.
and everything um, because everybody has a sweet tooth and and, and manufacturers of foods restaurants who who put out their you know their salad dressings and their different foods and and people go mmm I, I like that it tastes good if you really if you really delve into it and look at their formulas and recipes those are highest in sugar and those are the sweetest and so those are going to be also the the most detrimental to the liver so it doesn't matter where it comes from it can come from alcohol or it can come from um, street and uh, cereals and grains and uh, breads and sugar um, that is added to things once it hits the liver it can cause cirrhosis of the liver and People get uh, distended abdomens and, and, and all kinds of uh, malnutrition problems, and then it starts reflecting itself out in uh, diseases and other areas of the body because the liver is so important at purifying the blood and keeping a person's overall health and wellness strong um, that when people start damaging their liver, they pretty much um, you know bought their plot in a cemetery. So um, it's, um, the, the liver is really important. That being said, that thank God, God is so smart. He God has us designed perfectly. The liver is easy to rebuild and can be rebuilt. And people are not needing liver transplants and all this desperate stuff. The liver has the ability, the God-given ability, the way it is designed. If we treat it right and we stop abusing it and we feed it right and we give it the building blocks it needs to rebuild itself and become strong again and do and if we use the right herbs to clean it off uh, and and make it uh, so it isn't toxic uh, the liver will will regenerate yeah yeah you you talked about uh lipo lipotropic or what was that Lipotro lipo lipotropic factors lipotropic Lip l-i-p-o-t-r-o-p-i-c well that's just a name that we've called them ever since i was a kid my mother had a fabulous formula her lipotropic factor formula that like I say, she was decades and decades and decades ahead of everyone in, in digestive enzymes and lipotropic factors and working on the gastrointestinal tract. And she had uh, her, her um, overall enzyme product, she called Zymes, and then she had her lipotropic factor formula. And everyone that she worked with, uh, she prescribed those, and they took those with their meals. And it wasn't just like uh, um, uh, doing it blindly and without paying attention. It was because everyone needs those things. And, and uh, Kimberly, it's like you said, and when the, the uh, functional physician you went to in this area who uh, suggested digestive enzymes for you, yes, one needs to work on the digestive enzymes, the lipotropic factors, the gastrointestinal tract first and foremost because if we don't do that we can be doing all these other things all over the body from head to toe and we're not going to make very good uh, progress not have great success but if we take care of our so our body from the inside from the core from the gastrointestinal tract and the, the digestive enzymes and the liver uh, and the probiotics and we build from there then we're going to have great success and great success meaning great health and wellness and longevity and anti-aging and energy and and just feeling good and performing good it's it's just it's great so the lipotropic factors is going to clean and then no the lipotropic factors feed the liver those feed. are the building that's the herbal and the herbs the okay. herbs the 
the uh, the several herbs are the ones that clean off the liver and they can be taken in tea they can be taken in capsules and I like to say I prefer them in um, liquid there's a place I buy them and it, it makes them in a liquid there's no alcohol in the liquid there's no they're not heavily diluted they're concentrated herbal extracts and they're wonderful you just take um, they come in little one ounce bottles and you just t draw out a dropper or two and you just um, take those uh, at, at least once a day or twice just, just to make sure that you're keeping your liver cleaned off. It's as easy as that. It's just so simple and inexpensive. And we're very interested in, in adding that to, you know, our daily. Um, is that, is if we just search out that general name? I'll give you the, I'll give you the information okay. separately. Have in the past with certain you know certain things I, i'll point you to exactly the specific okay. uh, products you need and give you the right prescription for it because we took uh we have been taking sesame seed oil for some time because that we had read was also good for the liver you can forget that okay sesame seed oil is great let me let me take a little sidetrack here uh I've been in every aspect of this field forever, and I also developed my own line of skin products back starting in 1965. And um, uh, I was the first person ever to put vitamin E oil on the market. And vitamin E oil is wonderful for nourishing the skin and rubbing on the skin, but it's thick and gooey, and it's what I call it's not cosmetically elegant. And so people shied away from using it. So I said to myself, hmm, you're a chemist, Chip. You're a biochemist. You love that stuff. Uh, what can you do to um, uh, turn this vitamin E oil into a cosmetically elegant, usable product that's really nice and will youthfulize skin, get rid of lines, and give people like a, you know, a soft, lovely, wonderful skin um, and, and get all the value and the healing value and uh, overcoming burns and scars and doing all the healing that vitamin, D, vitamin E does without weakening it um, too much but, but make it... Uh, pleasant to use. So I did a lot of experimenting with a lot of different oils in my lab. I, I told you I had my own nutritional supplement company, my own lab. That's one of the cool things about having your own lab. You know, you can do all this stuff. And um, and um, well, the, the combination that I, the oil that I invented was I called sesicot. And it was um, um, apricot kernel oil and sesame oil. Uh, both, you know, organic, cold-pressed, pure, and I made a mixture of um, apricot kernel oil and sesame oil, sesame seed oil, um, and like I say, I called it sesicot, and then I had a blend of that with um, a certain amount of vitamin E oil, direct, same stuff we put in our capsules, um, and um, I had a really, got a really pretty bottle and designed a really pretty label for it, and I called it Magic Gold, and... Um, and uh, we sold it all over the whole country. Um, we advertised it nationally, and we sold it in our stores. And it was very popular. It was great. And um, uh, for that, sesame uh, oil is great. But vegetable oils to take internally uh, are not so good. They are too high in uh, the omega-6 fatty acids. And what we want are the omega-3s, the alpha-linolenic acid from flaxseed oil and the uh, docosa Linoleic acid, the DHA, um, and the uh, some EPA, but a higher percentage of DHA from um, calamari 
And, uh, and when people just use the term like fish oil and vegetable oil, that's like looking out in the parking lot and saying cars. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, you, you got your, you know, you got your cheap old, not so good ones. You got your fancy ones. You got your high performance ones. You've got, you know, every different kind. So one needs to be specific when they're talking about oils. Um, and in um, and, and, and pure, honest-to-goodness, extra virgin olive oil uh, to take internally. And one has to be very particular where they buy it and what they buy because so much of it is adulterated with cheaper oils uh, just to distribute it widely, and, and that ruins it. But real, honest-to-goodness, uh, extra virgin olive oil, uh, is wonderful as for an oil to take internally coconut oil, real honest to goodness coconut oil to use for cooking and to take internally is is nutritionally is a, a superior, just super duper fabulous product. Um, but for the most part, um, uh, all the vegetable oils you can name: canola oil and safflower oil and sunflower oil, and go down the list. Um, uh, they have nice names and they put them in cute bottles with cute labels, but nutritionally they're too high um, in the uh, wrong fatty acids and so they cause inflammation and, um, and they do more of a negative. They're much more harmful than good. Um, so um, I wanted to make uh, a comment about coconut oil because a lot of people probably don't realize that you can use coconut oil for sunscreen. And it works because sure. I'm a runner, oh. so I'm in the sun. Sure, so, sure. And also, whatever we put on our skin, we actually eat. We absorb. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, so when, when people put these makeups oh, and synthetic gosh. chemicals on their skin, they're Suntan literally lotion. taking yeah. in a lot of chemicals. I just wanted to make mention of that real quick. because I'm, I, I'm glad you did because my favorite thing to shave with is coconut oil, and I keep... Uh, one jar of uh, coconut oil with my nutritional supplements, of which I take a, at least a tablespoon a day, and I keep another one next to the sink uh, in in the bathroom, and I shaved with it this morning. It's my favorite thing to shave with. I just rub it all over my face, and it's so nice to shave with. And then uh, afterwards, um, it's so nice to, as you observed when you're out in the sun, you know how nice it is for the skin. And, and um, I'll just... Uh, you know, after I shave, get wash all that off, and then I'll just rub uh, the, some nice coconut oil all over my face, rub it up through my scalp, and oh yeah, coconut oil is so wonderful, and and we absorb. There are therapeutic uh, um, inf uh, uh, yeast killing um, and mold killing uh, uh, elements in coconut oil that are very strong and powerful, and they're very purifying for our system. And it's great to uh, rub that on the skin as well because it helps to, uh, be, as you just said, we absorb uh, the nutrients from the coconut oil and the good from it, uh, the coconut oil right through our skin. But also, it's per it's a protective shield uh, on our skin as well. And love coconut oil; it's great. But a person again has to be careful. Read the label. They need to buy a high quality, extra virgin coconut oil, uh, not just some. You know, cheapo, adulterated, you never know what's in a type of a coconut oil. So uh, it's it's wonderful. I'm glad you're using it that way. That's so good for you. Yeah, I found out about it a number of years ago. So I was just, just like, and you can use it for so many things, which is even more awesome. We've got about sure. um, three to four minutes left for our this session. Of course, Dr. Chip, we're going to have you on for a series where we can. Oh, yeah. We can, there's so much to talk about, and we love to help people find you know, 
good, clean, nutritional, just simple pointers, just simple things that we can do in our life to to make it for the better. I mean, knowledge makes us have a better chance at being healthy. And we really appreciate your time with us. Um, just going to give you a couple more minutes if you want to wrap up. Um, well, it's my pleasure, Kimberly. It's my pleasure, totally. God put me on this earth to help people, and that's what I've been doing my whole life. That's what brings me true joy is to help people, make people well, keep people well. And um, there's nothing I'd rather be doing, and you're doing a wonderful thing. And uh, knowledge, as you just mentioned, is so key because a lot of people would like to do the right thing for themselves. They just don't know what to do, and they don't know where to go to get the right information. And I'm talking the right information now, not just commercial information, you know, commercially prepared information, but the right information, the true, uh, uh, real, honest-to-goodness information. They don't know where to go to get it, and they would like to have it. Um, and if we're able to provide them with some of that and as much of that as possible, uh, it makes me very, very happy. And, uh, and um, I'm so glad that uh, we're doing this, and, and I'm very happy for the people to, uh, to listen and absorb and, and uh, learn because uh, that's what we need to do is put the information out there so that the people who are in poor health and poor condition and don't know what to do and, and, and going to... Um, the wrong places and listening to the wrong people and reading the wrong things. Um, they just don't know what to do. And, and so um, we're here to provide them with nice, simple solutions and simple answers to the reality of what they can do. And then they can make the right choices. Bobby, it's like I said to you yesterday, uh, choices. It's something, it's another one of my things I've told people forever. Life is choices, always. And um, we make the right choices, we're going to do all right. And uh, if we provide people with the right information um, in, in an easy-to-understand way uh, and the right uh, uh, knowledge, and, and, and they can then uh, choose to uh, make choices, and let's hope and pray they make the right choices. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for all that. We'll be in touch with you as this is going to be an ongoing series with you, Dr. Chip. So again, thank you. God bless. Kimberly has one last thing to say before we close out this session. Yeah, I would just like people to reach out to us um, after this general session with questions. And then we can share those questions ahead of time with Dr. Chip and we can um, let people know what topics that we're going to be discussing ahead of time. And that way, you know, we can continue to expand upon what we've already shared today, which is a lot of really good stuff. And we're just very blessed to know you, Dr. Chip, and we're so excited about the beginning of this series and what we have to offer going forward. Well, thank you. I'm very blessed to know you, and I'm so glad that we our paths crossed in the way that God made them cross and brought us together. And we talked about that, and, and um, I'm so happy for that. And and the question and answer series is always good. Um, a, a question and answer period in every series is good. Uh, a lot of uh, really good TV shows will will save you know a few minutes at the end or at certain point to do some question and answers. And I think that's always good to let people know that we're here to answer their uh, questions. And um, so I'm I'm very happy to do it. And 
God bless you guys, and you're doing a wonderful thing, and I look forward to uh, our next get-together. To get yes, we are very much looking forward to that. So right. we'll talk to you again soon, and we'll uh, take next steps for the next show. Absolutely. All right. Be well. All right. All right. God bless you, you Dr. Chip. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. 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 B